0: At the end of service, we are going to be baptizing Sister Brooke Carruthers, and I know uh, we are also going to be praying that you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost if you have not received it. We know that the Lord can fill you where you are. If there are some that want to come, uh, we won't crowd in too close. But if there doesn't appear to be room, you are welcome to raise your hands where you are and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I'm here to tell you the Lord has it for you. And I am thankful we have uh, an apostolic church and it has been growing Apostolic and has a great legacy. What a great, great legacy that we have. And I know a lot of history, a lot that has gone through the doors and have been a part and uh, been involved in and around this church over the years, and we're thankful for all of those, and we also know that we have a great uh, group of young folks and people that are gonna be missionaries, pastors, evangelists, preachers, teachers, uh, Sunday school workers, uh, and you name it, uh, prayer warriors in the kingdom in the weeks and months and years to come and so we're excited and don't forget uh, if you're a graduate or know of a graduate please let us know we're going to try to honor those graduates next sunday and have a graduation sunday or celebration and have that for them but today is indeed pentecost sunday and when you hear that word pentecost it is actually a festival, one of three main festivals that the Jews celebrate. It's often called, in the writings, the Festival of Shavuot, or uh, <coughs> that would be uh, what they would call it, or a Feast of Weeks, be or Pentecost. And the reason Pentecost is Penti in the Greek is a Greek uh, P-E-N-T-E, uh, Penta is five, pente is 50. And in fact, this festival was celebrated 50 days from Passover. And so they counted seven sevens, which are 49, and then add one. And it was that counting that came to this festival of Pentecost. Many times in the Judea, <coughs> culture, um, there is that sense of a time for national repentance between Passover and Pentecost because, unfortunately, uh, they were quickly during this 50 days, when they first came out of Egypt, they had reached the point that uh, they after Passover and the blood, and they left Egypt and they marched and they reached uh, Mount Sinai and Moses goes up into the mount after, I don't know how long he stays there before uh, the Lord begins to give the Torah and the Ten Commandments and he's up there and during the time that Moses was gone, the children of Israel, unfortunately had gotten together and had Aaron make a golden calf. And so when when Moses heard what was going on, he came down from Mount Sinai and he saw the golden calf, broke the first uh, 10 commandments, and uh, he was very angry. 3,000 people died on that day when Moses came down and and saw them worshiping. I, So, consequently, a lot of the Jews will try to repent for their nation and ask the Lord to touch them. And then uh, this... Feast, of course, uh, Shavuot uh, is one of three, as I mentioned: Pesach, which is the feast of the Passover; Shavarut, the feast of uh, Pentecost or Festival of Weeks; and then Sukkot, which is pas- which is Feast of Tabernacles. So you have Passover and Weeks in the spring, and Tabernacles in the fall, and so. the the Feast of Pentecost was the only feast where they were allowed to eat leaven, they were allowed to eat dairy products, sweets, they would even have water fights because the Torah is supposed to be sweet. It's like milk and honey. And it was like a cleansing with even water, if you will. So consequently, Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Now, we realize that this festival, out of all the festivals, is for everyone. Uh, Passover is celebrated in a family unit. Tabernacles is celebrated more in a family unit. Sure, they can invite guests, but you invite them into your home. Whereas Pentecost is whoever's in town You can celebrate Pentecost. It's for whosoever will. And it's celebrating the giving of the law or the giving of the word. Psalms 119 verse 103 says, How sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yea, they are sweeter than honey to my mouth. Now, we understand that while the Feast of Tabernacles, they build booths and it's kind of their pilgrimage of uh, when they came out of of Egypt. This feast, on the other hand, is celebrated by everyone. So this Feast of Weeks also has water pots because they go through a ritual cleansing and it were these water pots that Jesus used as an illustration when he talked about what was going to happen and he prophesied that. You see John the Baptist when he saw Jesus the first time said these words I baptize you under repentance but one is coming after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to unlatch. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And so it was already foretold. So Jesus himself in John the 7th chapter, the Bible is very clear. In the last day, that great day of the feast, that being the feast of weeks or the feast of what would later be called Pentecost, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me as the scripture Has said, out of his belly, out of his belly, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And in case you weren't sure exactly what it meant, John uh, sort of explained it in the 39th verse when he said, This spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So what we see is the Lord was sort of prophesying about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, and he used the feast of weeks to make that prophecy. In John the sixteenth chapter, and we find that Jesus said these words. Uh, he says uh, in John chapter 16, he said it like this. Uh, I hit the wrong one here. Let me go Is it that one. John 16. There it is. Well, John 16, 5 through 7. But now I go my way to him that sent me. And none of you asketh me whether thou goest thou. Because But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Later in that same chapter, he calls it the Spirit of Truth. Now, that's a mind-boggling statement. They had walked with Jesus. This is John 16, just before John 17, the prayer of the garden. They had walked with him for three and a half, three years, almost three and a half years by now. And Jesus is walking with them, and we had. Goliath and we had David and we had uh, Brother Rob up here. Can you imagine? I mean, I know we called and I was like Siobhan. Well, he's messed up. He's making a mistake. He's talking about uh, uh, Brother Lunsford as being uh, David and that's really Goliath. And I was was brought into the whole thing. (laughs) But imagine if I got Brother Lunsford up here and here's this guy And Jesus, I know, probably wasn't as big as Brother Sam, but here's this guy that is bigger than life. I've seen him walk on water. I've seen him raise the dead. I've seen him feed 5,000. I've seen him open blinded eyes and unstopped deaf ears. I've seen him say go down and catch a fish. And when I open it up, money comes out of the mouth. I've seen him do all kinds of miracles. And now this guy, this big guy tells me it's better that I leave because I've got to leave so the comforter can come. Too much sunshine. I kind of like having you with me all the time. I kind of like being able to walk arm in arm with you. I kind of like knowing that, you know, if we don't have lunch, hey, you can turn blessed fish and make it multiply. I kind of like knowing that if I'm in a storm, you can walk on the water and say, peace be still. <laughs> I just, I'm kind of selfish, but if I had that guy walking beside me every day, I can't imagine if he turned to me and said, it's better that I go away. Why would Jesus say it's better that I go away? Because he was saying, I don't want to just walk with you. I want the comforter to come where it lives inside you and flows out of you. That's what the whole idea of the Holy Ghost was all about. It was I don't want to just be the guy that you walk arm in arm with. I want somehow you to have the Holy Ghost inside. And so immediately after he was crucified and, and he the resurrection and he appears unto Mary the Bible says the disciples who were afraid gathered and they were still very afraid. I mean, you know If they killed this big guy that's been walking with us, they're coming after us. If Jesus couldn't stop the crucifixion, how am I going to have power to stop it? If the guy who raised the dead couldn't stop it, how am I going to stop it? If the guy who walked on water couldn't keep from the Roman soldiers crucifying him, what am I gonna do? And they were every, had every reason to be afraid. And they were hiding in a little room for fear of the Jews because they knew what was gonna happen. They were shut up in this little room and all of a sudden, Jesus just walks through the door, the wall, However he walked in, he just appeared unto them in the midst of them. And immediately, what does he say? Peace be still. Peace be upon you. He calms the trouble that's going through them emotionally. Oh, I I can't imagine how terrified they were. I can't imagine how... It'd be like knowing that you could have COVID at any moment and nobody to turn to, no hospital to go to, nobody that will take you in. It could be like, oh my Lord, what are we going to do? Jesus is gone. And the Prince of Peace walks in and says, peace be unto you. And he then shows them his hands and side. And why? Because he wants them to know this is me. This is the guy they crucified. I, I, this is not some mental apparition that you've fallen in a trance and don't know if you're in the third heaven or not. I am right here with you. And when his disciples saw it, they were glad because they saw the Lord. And, and again, what does Jesus follow up with that? He says it again. Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, so send I you, and went. That, that's the go. You know, I, I'm gonna commission you. As my Father has sent me, so send I you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost, the breath of God. Why? Because what he was again illustrating to them was, I'm fixing to send you, but I want to send you full of the Holy Ghost. I want Want you to have this experience of Pentecost. It's coming. I'm breathing on you and receive ye the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and so when you stop and think that Jesus again tried to do everything he could to somehow let them know. In fact, the last words I know, the Great Commission, go into all the world, preach the gospel, I got the go part of it. But the Great Commission, really the last commission of the Lord Jesus Christ was found in the book of Acts, the first chapter, when Jesus had been with them for 40 days and he was just about to be taken up into glory. And a, and a cloud. Acts 1, verses 4 through 9. You can read it. And being assembled with together with them, commanded that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but Wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. But when they were therefore come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he was spoken these things while they beheld he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. He tells them, go and wait in Jerusalem. Tarry in Jerusalem. I want you to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. But before you go to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, before the go happens, you need to have the wait. And they said, well, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Because they were trying to figure out the Holy Ghost from an earthly perspective. Now, when this Holy Ghost comes, whatever it is, what's it going to do? Is it going to give us the power to defeat Rome? Is it going to... What are you exactly are you saying, Jesus? And the Lord basically ignored their question. And he says, not for you to know. You can't figure the Holy Ghost out from an earthly perspective. Amen. I know folks will say, well, tell me exactly what do you do? How do you get it? What do you, what do you say? You have to just go to the upper room and wait. Now you say, well, Pastor, are you saying that I can't get the Holy Ghost today? Oh, no. Today's a great day to get the Holy Ghost. But, I, I, you know, I can tell you, get your mind on the Lord. Think about Jesus. We can talk to you about repentance, and we'll do all of that because all of that's necessary. We'll, we'll tell you all the steps, but I can't give it to you. I can't shake your hand. I can't do it. I can't be the one to say, now you have the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you, it's going to come supernaturally from the other world. World, it doesn't happen. I can't say, Well, repeat after me, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And that's the that's not the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost comes, it comes like a rushing mighty wind from the portals of glory, and it fills your tabernacle and it flows out of your mouth. It's not something that a man can explain or a man can give you. I can't save you, but the Holy Ghost can come upon you and in you. through you and flow out of you you say well I, I don't get it I, I if I could just analyze it and we I, I've seen reports of people that you know okay they, they had a report out of the University of Pennsylvania where they had people that you know prayed for people in the hospital and 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 and, 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 and all of a sudden those got better and and uh, whenever they were prayed for than, than those that weren't I, I don't You know, mental, psychological. You can't explain it. That's why the Lord said, just wait for it. They were trying to do a study one time to talk about how meditation and chanting will rest you and relax you. And they found that all of a sudden they got a hold of a few ladies that were tongue talkers and they begin to pray through and the Holy Ghost began to speak and they go, wow, your brain's lighting up in places we don't even understand. Why, well, let me tell you what's going on. You can't explain this. You can't scientifically figure it out. But I'm here to tell you it's real. It's real. I know it's real. I've got that experience it's a real experience you can have with God and so you know that's why acts the second chapter and when the day of Pentecost was fully come and they were all in one accord and in one place one accord and in one place suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance." Wow, one accord, one place. All of a sudden, unity becomes important. You know, unity is important to the Holy Ghost. It's important to God. That's why you see our nation and I I, I pray, I pray for our leaders, I pray for our police officers, and I understand the, the, the devastation that the family of George Floyd and others have felt, and the racism, and the um, injustice, and the, the terrible thing. I get it, but I want to tell you something. There is a spirit that is loose in this world that's trying to pull everybody apart and trying to get everybody mad at everybody. You're not wearing a mask, and you're not doing what's right, and you're getting too close to me, and I don't like the child. and I don't like the the Mexicans and I don't like the African Americans. I just don't like anybody and I want to tell you that's not a spirit from God. It didn't matter what this thing was born. If you want to trace Pentecostal history it was born in Azusa Street in an African American church with a man by the name of Seymour. This is the place where it didn't matter what color you were. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what your socioeconomic class is. It doesn't matter what your education is, you can be born again of the water and of the spirit. Uh, You say, oh, I, I don't understand. Our whole nation, I got it. You know what? The Holy Ghost was not just supposed to be on them or in them, but flowing out of them. That's why Paul later would write to the Thessalonians. He would say it like this in 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter and the 23rd verse. And I pray the God of peace sanctify you wholly or completely, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Three parts to us body, soul, and spirit. We know that. We got it. Body, we have eyes, we, have, we can see. We get information in by what we see. Nose, we can smell. If you can't smell, you might have COVID. <laughs> Unless you couldn't smell a long time ago, I don't know. <laughs> Ears to hear, mouth to taste, skin to feel, touch. And that's how we get information and we know what's going on around us and we feel and we see and we hear Sometimes I see too many reports and hear too much stuff. Huh? i got to turn it off because I'm getting an overload into my, from my body into my soul. My soul has my mind and my thoughts, my heart, my emotions, and my will, my volition. And all of a sudden my, my imaginations and my conscience and my Memories and my reason and my affection and all of those things have come out of my soul from things that I've seen and heard and I can hear a doctor's report and I can read, it. you know, you got a chest pain, oh God, I'm trying I'm to fix it, have a heart attack, oh no, it's COVID, oh Lord, that could be worse, I can't breathe, huh? Hmm, do I get my mask out? Oh Lord, let me wear a mask and then somebody says, Matt, wearing a mask isn't good. Then I think, my Lord, I just bought a mask and now they tell me not to wear it. (laughs) Then I'm wearing gloves and and then they said, now be careful that you don't contaminate everything. I think, okay, the gloves were so tight on my hand, I I, I pulled it off with my mouth, that was stupid. (laughs) So now I got COVID in my teeth, let me get a toothbrush. (laughs) Then I gotta throw that one away. you understand what I'm saying? My imagination, my mind, my heart, huh? My emotions can run all of a sudden. And I, 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 we're trying to do our best to socially distance. I get all of that. But the will is that thing that opens the door to your spirit. Because the Lord will not force his way into anyone. He said, if you don't open that door, I cannot, I will not break it down. I will not hold a gun to your head and force you to get the Holy Ghost. That's what opens the door to my spirit is my will. Oh, you say, pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying that today, if you want the Holy Ghost, you can have the Holy Ghost. If you're willing to receive the Holy Ghost, you can receive the Holy Ghost. If you know how to, you say, oh, I've I've done it before, but I don't, well, then you're already out to lunch because if you don't believe it, it, you won't get it. If you somehow just tell yourself it's not for me, are you? and then I've had people say, well, what about this one and what about that one? And are you saying that everybody, you know what? If you just quit worrying about everybody else and say, I don't know how to explain it, but I want to receive what Jesus told them they could have. I want to get what he told the woman at the well she could have. Ephesians, the third chapter, and... And the 16th verse starts off by saying that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. You didn't say, well, are you telling me I have to have it? No, I'll tell you like this. If you don't want it in this hour... When would you want it? Amen. <laughs> All I know is the early church got it. We can get it. Why wouldn't we want to have it? She said, well, I know, but you're judging. I'm not judging. What I'm here to tell you is, do you want strength on the inner man? Have you been battling attitudes and spirits and anger and frustration and rage and upset and fear and worry? I'm here to tell you there's strength that Christ can dwell in your hearts by faith. You've got to believe that he wants to be there. And then he says, being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend the breadth, the length, the depth, the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge. And you might be filled. Everybody say filled Filled. with all the fullness. Everybody say fullness of God. You can be filled with the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do. According to the power. Oh, you don't want that power. Oh, I'm here to tell you. I want a dose of it. I need a dose of it every day. i got to have a dose of it every day. I'm telling you, I can't take it without it every day. Those of you that are at home, I don't care. You don't have to be in church to get it. You can have the power that works in us. That's why you say, I don't understand. Mark the 11th chapter, Jesus said, have faith in God. For verily, truly I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall doubt in his heart not doubt in his heart but believe what he says it shall come to pass that whosoever whatsoever he saith, therefore I say unto you what things whatsoever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and ye shall have them you must believe I know that I can have the Holy Ghost. Jesus went to Calvary to give me the Holy Ghost. Oh, I don't always know if he's going to heal everybody, but one thing I do know, he'll fill anybody with the Holy Ghost. That's a promise. He said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock on the door. And I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe it. I don't care. I've had people come to me and say, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. You don't know how God, you don't know what how I've failed God. You don't know what I've said. You don't know how I've acted. I'm here to tell you, I don't care what the enemy says to you. God is still able to fill you with the Holy Ghost. He's able to flow through you in Luke 19th, 11th chapter, 9th verse. He said, Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open for everyone that asks receives. He that seeks finds. And him that knocks it shall be open. And then he broke off into a little story. If somebody asks for bread, would their father give them a stone if they asked for an egg? Would they give them a serpent or a scorpion or whatever it was? Remember? Amen. And then he closed that illustration by saying, If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost? Amen to them that ask him. <laughs> so that means you gotta ask him. You gotta stand and you gotta just say, I'm gonna ask him. And th- let, me, let me tell you, the re- <laughs> here's what he told him, one more little thing and then we're gonna stop and we're gonna stand. I know our time is up. He said, when you stand praying, forgive. For if you have ought against any that your heavenly Father, Father which is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. That's why we pray a prayer of repentance. Why? Because we say, "Lord, forgive me." I'm opening the door to my heart. I want to. I want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When we stand, we're going to believe that the Lord is able to fill and then we're going to focus on Jesus and then we're going to repent and then we're just going to ask the Lord, and then we're going to worship. Oh, why do we worship? Because Psalm says, Thou art holy that inhabitest the praises of Israel. So what I'm here to tell you today, whether you're at home and watching this or whether you're in this building and you have not yet received the Holy Ghost, we're going to stand. Let's do it right now. We're going to believe that the Lord is going to fill everybody that wants the Holy Ghost. If you've already received the Holy Ghost, we're going to believe that the Holy Ghost is going to be poured out again and people are going to get renewed in the Holy Ghost. I'm believing that whether they come to the front or whether they raise their hands in their pew, that the Lord is going to fill people with the Holy Ghost today. We're going to hear an explosion like the sound of a rushing mighty wind in a moment. We're going to repent and then we're going to worship, why? Because out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Oh, God, forgive us, forgive our nation.